I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Welcome to episode 12 of the Talking With Giants podcast. With temperatures soaring, the Giants fans in Huddersfield are unsure whether it's the Giants' form or the heatwave causing sleepless nights. Aidan Caesar, who last season provided the entertainment to the Giants' cause, has left for pastures new, but extra value has been found and the price is right, as young Will makes his mark. I'm Matt Shaw and with me this week is Nathaniel Wood. Uh, Jake says he's got to pop out to work, but rumour has it that he's currently sat in the cherry tree with a, uh, with a daiquiri, strawberry daiquiri. And uh, Josh is in Blackpool avoiding the hen parties at the uh, World Match Play of Darts. So, uh, good evening, mate. Nat, how are you doing? And uh, just me and you flying, uh, flying a, a romantic duo this week. Yeah, good evening, Matt. Hope you're well. Um, good to be on again. Um, pity Josh is working and Jake's had to pop out of work. Um, sure we'll all miss Jake's ramblings, but I'm sure we'll hear him later on. Just not as hardcore as us, mate. That's the problem. Uh, right, so Huddersfield Giants 12, Wigan 14. A close fought game. Um Two very depleted teams going at it. Um, your thoughts on the game, Nat? Yeah, I agree. Two depleted teams, and to be fair, watching it, you could probably tell both teams were a bit depleted after they missed Jackson Hastings. Um, also, we're missing a lot of our senior in Arsenal main positions too, so you could probably tell that the way the game. For the first half, for a very good arm wrestle, um, I think we went in 6 0 down, didn't we, at half time? Um, probably a bit unlucky, to be honest. Um, I thought Jay Wardle tackled in the air for them to get the ball back and then probably poor defensively from our point to let Mitch Clark score from that position. We know he carried four or five men over the try line and that's not set to win Super League, so I'm sure the boys looked at that and were probably disappointed at that effort. And obviously, something went right because Leroy were screaming at ref and having a word with him after the trial were given, so I presume that was for the tackle in the air. So I thought we were a bit unlucky to go in 6 0 at half time, to be honest. Um, second half you probably always knew coming out that we had to score first um, bit of a slap penalty to give away to make it then to uh, put them 8-0 up and then we did get it back with Young Will stepped up and he looked dangerous all night to be fair to me he looked really good on his first start and it didn't look like he was nervous or scared and he made an error early on and I just worried for him a bit I thought is that error going to you know, play in his mind all night and it didn't and he stepped up and put it behind him and got on with it and just, yeah, he got my match on the night and he probably deserved it, to be fair. Just tell us about him, Nat, because you've obviously seen quite a lot of him uh, throughout throughout the academy as well. He's, um, you know, his dad, Leon, was in the commentary box as well and he managed to keep his cool when, when Will scored his try as well. You know, he was uh, he was cool, calm and collected was Leon. He was like, yep, nice one. And uh, it was it was great to see, actually. Um so Will, Will, for me, you know, the way he, he runs with the ball, he doesn't just run in a straight line, he zigzags, he looks for gaps, you know, he's very really exciting, you know, and you can see the masses of potential that he's got, you know, ball in hand and running. And, you know, you look at, you know, us losing Lee Gaskell next year and, you know, 
Will Price stepping up in that way shows that you know you don't really need to go out and sign somebody to to replace Lee Gaskell because you've got someone who can play fullback and in the halves there as well and do that job and 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 pop in where necessary. And I actually thought it, the, him and Ollie Russell actually got on quite well together in the middle. Yeah, one hundred percent about Will. Um, first time I saw him play with a young fifteen-year-old in Scholars on a Wednesday night, and straight away, you, you, obviously, we, the rumours go around that it's Leon Price's son's playing and. Obviously, all eyes are like are drawn to him, and you, you wouldn't think that his dad was an ex-pro and an ex-pro as good as what Leon was because he just got on with his game and played his game. And every game, he's probably in the top three for the scholarship and the academy now that's playing there. He's probably in the top three players of every game. Um, plays fullback, plays ass. None of it bothers him. He's got a good kicking game, and I'm just glad to see him carry on doing that in the fir- in the first team because it's a big step up, and I think he will be probably blowing. Blowing a bit towards the end, the Super is a lot quicker than the academy, and you could tell it were taking his toe. But Watson couldn't take him off because he was probably the only one that looked like creating something as well. Um, and that says a lot about him. He's got a massive boot on him for an 18-year-old. He's got a cool head. You know, he's got you know he's got a good father figure there that's been around the game and knows about it, which will help him. Um, but, but for me, look, me please, Ian Watson, Richard Fewers, Ken Davy, anyone that's listened to this who is inside the Giants. Give this lad what he wants. I don't care what you want. Make him the highest-paid youngster you've ever given anyone at Huddersfield Giants. Because with these performances putting in now, it's not going to be long before, let's face it, the bigger teams of your league, you said Ellen, your Wiggins, are going to come sniffing around him and offering money. He is that good. He's the future of this club, and we should be building our team around him for now. I'm not saying he should be playing first team every week because it's a big ask at 18-year-old. He's probably still got a year left in the academy, I think, so... Pull him in and out of the academy into the first team. But like you say, there's no need to go and buy someone from Australia to replace Lee Gaskell. Will Price is ready to do that job. And in two years' time, he should be our starting half and looking to, like I say, looking to build a squad around him. Give him a 10, 15-year contract if you can. Give him what he wants. Lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to spend a load of money on someone, give it him. Because I said it a couple of weeks back before he made his debut and I've said it before, the one person in the academy, he's, this lad is special. There's not just him, there's another couple I think is special from our academy who will go to the top, but yeah, you've just got to try and keep hold of him because I'm sick and tired of seeing how youngsters leave the club. Yeah, I was just going to say, mate. We need to start keeping hold of these, but I can't blame him for leaving. No, if we we lose Will Price in two years, like we've lost Jake Connor, we've lost Darnell's leaving, you know, and, and, you know, all the other other ones that have gone on cruise, you know, onto past his new... If we lose him for nothing in two years and we sign another Matt Frawley to replace him, you know, at some point uh, the club has really got to build around, you know, the, this, this core of exciting young players that they've got. You know, they did that back in, what were we looking, 10 years ago with Jerry, Leroy, etc. You know, they made those guys the main focal point of the squad and, you know, and we went on to do some really great things over the next five or six years. Okay, you know, we, we maybe got to one cup final, but, you know, a lot of playoff uh, a lot of playoff jaunts there as well, and you know a league leader shield. And we've seen, you know, what happens if you can build your your, your entire product, if you like, around a good core of players. And I think Will Price is definitely, uh, you know, in that bracket of what they were ten years ago. So I'm with you, mate, hundred percent all the way. Will Price uh, is the future of this football club or rugby football club, if you like. Um, just make sure we do not lose him cheaply and too early in the future. Um, so that goes out to anyone who listens, Earl Crabtree, anybody, you know, <laughs> who wants to listen, Mr. Helliwell, Ken Davey, Richard Thewlis, come on, let's get this lad signed and make make him 
the future of this football club, you know, the rugby football club. I keep saying football club, but it is a football club, but, you know, people get confused by this, you know. Go back and feel wanted. Make the lad feel wanted. If he listens to this because podcast, he'll feel nothing but wanted, you know. He'll, <laughs> but, you know, smash him play. Smash him play. He probably hates me how many times I tweet about him if he sees it, but... <laughs> probably muted I'm you, yeah. About, I'm passionate about this club and I want to see us do well and, like I say, I'm, I don't want to see this talented youngster go to waste and I want him to be playing Clarence Gold for, for years to come. Mm. Going back to your point where you've, like you say, your Jake Connors and your crew's leaving, leaving. I think the big thing now is that we need to start, somehow we need to find a way of getting back into these playoffs on a regular basis. You can't blame these lads for leaving. Jake Connors left and won two Challenge Cups, or Challenge Cup. Cruz Lehman's left and won a Challenge Cup. No wonder people like Darnell are saying, well, I want to leave, because it's not all about playing for your own town club. It's not all about earning money. It's about winning trophies if you play a sport and a professional sport. So they obviously believe that they're going to win trophies elsewhere than where not. We need to start getting that belief part of it. Like you said, when Jerry and Leroy and Bruno all came through, you could see his building to somewhere where we might actually win a trophy. We need to start building that now. So people like your Jake Walters and your Will Prices think, you know what, I can win trophies on this field and that's where I'm going to stay. Um, so somehow what's, you know, Walters going to turn that around and I'll back him and I really do think Walters will turn it around for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And, and also as well, Robson Stevens came through and, and played, didn't he, as well? So there's another one there as well, mate, that's, that's coming through and... There's there's just more than him as well, isn't there? Coming through at the minute, and James Gave is obviously you know it's quite strange, wasn't it? That, you know the couple of tweets um, and and Instagram posts intimating that he might be off. Then he was training, then he's off again. Um, from what we understand, is he's leaving the club, and you know I'm sure we both say thank you to James for you know his efforts over the past couple of seasons, uh, and wish him all the best in, in moving back to uh, moving back to uh, you know the land of Australia. He's from Australia, isn't he? Sort of that. Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah from, from down there. I was, good. I was trying to say you know, the Antipodean lands. But uh, yeah, so all the best to James Gave as well. But where where he leaves, there's more opportunities again, isn't there, Nat, for, for, other, uh, for other young forwards that we've got coming through? Yeah, I just want to echo your comments to James Gave. Thanks for everything you've done. Um, you're probably coming for a lot of stick on here from Jake. I know Jake wasn't the biggest fan, but well, for me, he's always been a solid player. Yeah, he gives a few penalties away and... I feel a bit sorry for him in the way that the club hyped him up so much that he won't actually do what the club hyped him up to be. But for me, he's always been a solid player and he probably had his best game for us against Wigan. Yeah, decent. Yeah. Um, so it's probably sad to see him leave after his be- best game, to be honest. But yeah, look, whatever the reasons are for you going home, oh, it's in your time coming towards the field to an end. It's, it's sad to see it's been cut short for whatever and good luck to yourself and your family back home. Um, but like I said, with him stepping out, there's going to be more chance. You know, the lads like Ronan and Michael and Robson Stevens to get a go and these two lads are dying for chances they want to play for this field and I keep saying it at the minute we'll see what's going on with Kenny and Aiden season now leaving it's I just want 17 lads on that field who's going to fight for the badge and want to play for this club and you know what if you're good enough to win games or you're not good enough to win games I don't care I'll carry on going to support you if I've got 17 lads on that pitch I know who's fighting for this club and fighting for this badge um, so yeah Robson's a good lad he's, you know, he's a big lad too such a young age and the first drive he made in Super League his post meters post, you know his post contact meters were just up there with Josh Jones off that one drive so well something to build on for him and hopefully he gets another few games this year to show us what he can do and, but yeah England Academy there's a lot of exciting prospects coming through and Andy Kelly and that are doing a great job there so hopefully they keep that up and we'll see some more debuts this year and and Ronan Michael's an interesting one because he he came over, didn't he, from from Ireland, you know, on, on that on that trial. And I think 
when you look at the game more as a whole, there's you know there's a lot. I won't say there's a lot at stake with Rona Michael, but he could potentially open. You know, if he becomes a regular in Super League, that can open so many doors into an untapped market in Ireland as well, kind of because rugby league's not massive at all over there. And all of a sudden, if they see someone from from Ireland, you know, not somebody, not a heritage player, but somebody who's you know born and bred in Ireland, you know, making the mark, you know, all of a sudden that could open a little corridor, and we might see more and more coming into the game. That can only be good for for Super League, especially with the small sort of talent pool that we've got. Yeah, definitely. Ronan, when Ronan first came over, he actually stayed with me. Um, so when he came over with his six weeks, with the bunch of other lads he didn't. But when he came across for his trial on his own, he actually stayed with me and he stayed in my spare room. So got quite close to him. He's a good friend now and he's always something that I'll keep an eye on. With or without Giants, uh, we speak regular, you know, weekly. And I know he's, he's dying for his opportunity in the first team this year and, Look like you say, you know, I know how passionate he is about rugby league in Ireland too and how much he'd love an Ireland team in our system over here and mm. more Irish lads coming over to get chances. And like you said, if he can make it, then it opens so many doors for young Irish lads to start believing, you know what, rugby league, it's not all about rugby union, rugby league could make it over here and he wants to drive it. He's like, you know, it's, you could ask him and he'll, he'll so modest that he won't say it, but he's probably so famous back in Ireland for what he's done and Everyone in Ireland knows, knows the name now from him because it's an incredible story. If you actually listen to his story of how much he's given up to get over here, to give this a go and to make it work is incredible and nothing but praise for the lad. I really haven't. Um, like I say, he's a good friend now and we'll always stay in contact regarding, and like I said, personally, because we have that special that bond as such as friends. I hope he gets his chance, but look, Robson deserves his chance. Aidan McGowan's in squad again for this week. He deserves his chance. Fenton and Kieran Rush, Fenton Rogers and Kieran Rush, they're in squad last week. They deserve the chance. So, look, all of these lads, just give them the chance. Let's stick with them. That I know how good they are. We club know how good they are. Just give them a chance when they get a chance, please, and they won't let us down. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that over the coming weeks as well. Uh, so... Uh, without Josh here, uh, it's fallen upon me to do the uh, stats from the game. So thanks again to Eddie over at fififofom.co.uk who puts together these these very, very handy stats. And uh, the star players really for Huddersfield Giants are against Wigan. Luke Yates is um, the standout, really. Uh, Luke Yates, uh, Josh's favourite player. Well, Josh Jones, isn't it? I think Josh has got two favourite players, Luke Yates and... Uh, and Jones, 127 metres made, 42 tackles, 15 carries, 100% tackling accuracy as well. Uh, Luke Yates continues to impress, doesn't he, sort of in, in the heart of the uh, the field there. Uh, Nathan Peets uh, also showing up quite well, 51, 51 tackles, 10 metre average gain, uh, 98% tackling rate as well. And of course, Will Price is, is obviously going to be in there. He made 109 metres, nine tackle busts, which is probably... Uh, the most interesting point, you know, I've, I've been on here banging my head against a brick wall saying we don't make enough yards and no, our meters, whatever, metric, imperial, whatever you want to do. Uh, we don't make enough, you know, up the field. And, you know, you've got someone who's come in 18 years of old, nine tackle bus, excellent. Uh, Nathaniel Petteru as well, six tackle bus, uh, four offloads. Uh, and Ashton Golding made the most meters with 147. So, you know, we, we looked a little bit better this week. And in terms of, your actual meters made as well. Okay, Liam Farrell, who who had a good game against us, you know, your hands up, he showed up very well, did Liam Farrell. Him and Liam Marshall were the top uh, meter makers with 175 each, but Ashton Golding, Leroy and Luke Yates uh, then, you know, come in with the top five. So you can see 
in terms of the game, the stats say that, you know, this is a much more even game and, you know, on, and the top tackler in the entire game was uh, Nathan Peets with Oliver Partington actually matching him with 51 tackles. So you can see a very, very even game and maybe it's just the penalty which has is, which is just uh, shaded it in Wigan's favour, you know, on the scorecards and uh, in the stats as well. So uh, anything particular there stand out to you, uh, Nat? Um, probably the nine tackle bus for Will Price. Mm. Uh, I know we've raved about him already, so keep it short and sweet. But nine tackle bus as an 18-year-old halfback coming into first team when you first start, that's pretty impressive from him. So well done to Will. Um, Luke Yates is just a standard Luke Yates performance, isn't it? Um, that lad could probably win man up match every time, but, you know, not sound harsh on Luke Yates, but that's only probably a 7 out of 10 performance for him because... He's just is that every single week. That's why I don't, he goes unnoticed because he's just that good every week with his meetings and his tackles. Uh, 100% tackle successes when you're making 40 tackles in the game and playing most. Uh, I think he played 80 minutes, I might be wrong, but he's pretty impressive. Um, I like what I see from Nathan Peets and, and the other lad from Lee. Um, I'm definitely looking at keeping Peets if we can. Um, Good to see Cunningham back this week. Maybe just to give Pete a breather. If, you know, we're paying his wage. Cunningham, we might as well play him if he's here. And how long do but we yeah. have? How long do we have Pete for? Is it just an end of season deal, or is he here next year as well? Yeah, just the end of the season. So he's here till the end of the year. And if he keeps playing a lot, then I'd be no worries if what was on the phone today at Bowman and saying, you know, what do you want? You know, how come we get him to come over here? Because I've been very impressed with the two games this weekend. He's just had a lot of experience and. His experience probably helps Holly Russell and Will Price in the arse, to be honest. Mm. Um, I thought we were actually unlucky against Wigan. I thought we lacked that leadership and that that senior half just to create that in the big moments. Um, that's no disrespect to Will and Holly. They both played really well, and I'm impressed with them both on Friday night. But, yeah, um, we're going to the stats. Ashton Golden, you'd expect to be up there around how many times he returns the ball. He always looks to make yards when he returns it. Um, he's always been impressive for me and he's definitely our first choice fullback mm, for years to come but yeah good to see his matching shows that we're in the arm wrestle doesn't it yeah. with the meetings and the tackles the arm wrestle good we handled the arm wrestle like you said just a penalty that, that cost us but yeah fair play to lads we're unlucky and I were proud of him Friday night and just on Robson Stevens as well he's he's just the one carry but you know average gain 16 metres from it so you know not bad not bad. 16 metres for your first carrying Super League. Not bad. Not many people can say that. So, yeah, well done, Robson. Right, so uh, we'll move away from the stats. And, uh, you know, we touched upon it a bit earlier, but Aidan Caesar um, has joined Leeds Rhinos. Uh, disappointing for me personally. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Aidan Caesar. I thought he was fantastic last season. Uh, really, really top class player for us. Uh, and I think he'll go on to do very, very well for, for Leeds as well. Um, the only thing that felt a bit wrong about it in, in this is just my personal preference. I'm not saying this is wrong, but this is just for me. Uh, it just feels a bit odd him going and doing an interview sort of mid season. Uh, and I know this is uh, prevalent throughout super league. It's not a, a Leeds thing or an agency thing. It it just feels a bit off where he's got, you know, half a season left at, at the giants. Yeah. He's, he's doing an interview saying, you know, how great it's going to be to be at Leeds. It just feels like uh, maybe that's something that could wait to the end of the season for me. I don't know how everyone else feels about that. No, I agree. It's disappointing. I think Leeds can announce that it's signed, but to see him talking about Leeds like that when you're still under contract and should be playing for us, like I say, that's not just because of us. I don't like it when 
other people have done it. Yeah, it's, like I say, it's prevalent across the board, isn't it? It's not just a... Yeah, yeah. I'm not just digging at seas a lot. We signed Aiden two years ago, and I was probably the one giant that were absolutely buzzing because I watched him in the NRL and knew how good he could be, and the first half of Super last year, he probably showed that, and that's when we got the best out of him. Um, since then, it's not been too great. He's carried a few injuries, and he's been now as injured for the rest of this year, most likely, and it's a shame that he never got that report of the fans due to the COVID playing in empty stadiums. It's probably a bittersweet moment. I'm not going to say how bad. Good luck to the man. Um, obviously, unlike when he plays us, I hope he fails. But other than that, good luck to him. If that's his next career move, then good. Like I say, Leeds fans are buzzing with the signing. and Can't blame him, but I'm you surprised how many Giants fans don't seem bothered, to be honest. Um, mm. But I think a lot of Giants fans have realised that, well, he didn't want to be here, or the club don't want him. Either way, let's back Watson, back Richard Fuels, back Ken Dave to get it right. And if he didn't want to be here, then see you later. Like, like I said before, he wants 17 lads who want to play. So yeah, I think it's obvious he's not yeah. not really an Ian Watson type player, and maybe Ian Watson's not a an Aiden Caesar type. You know, not a, not the kind of coach he wants. Yeah. So you know, an amicable breaking of the ways isn't always the worst thing. So you know, good well, luck, good luck to him as well. There's no player bigger than the club, so look, if the club are going in one direction and Caesar wants to go in another, then the best thing, like I said, the best thing to do is let him go. So, mm. well, whoever he went to, we're going to wish him well. Good luck to you know, good luck to him at Leeds. I hope he does well. Um, at least I'll have a very happy girlfriend if he does well at Leeds and wins him trophies. Well. So that's one plus side of it. But, mm. no, look, good luck to the lad and, like I said, apart from when he's playing Huddersfield. Mm. I- can fail, but I'll still boo him next year. I think this would be a, a good time to bring in uh, our mate Jake Rowlands and, uh, you know, whether he's at the Cherry Tree or whether he's at work like he reckons, uh, we'll find out in a minute. So uh, here are some thoughts on the uh, Huddersfield-Wigan game from Jake uh, and he's with us now. Hi guys, Jake here. Hope you're doing well. Sorry I can't be with you this week. I hope the pod's going well. With regards to the game, I thought we did okay, to be fair. I said last week I expected us to lose and obviously the outcome was we did lose. Um, however, there was a, quite a lot of positives to take out of the game. Um, you know, young Will Price had a you know was man at match for me. Showed a lot of speed and strength, and got a really good try despite receiving a head eye tackle. Um, you know, he looked tired at times, but managed to pull through and spring into life when he needed to. Um, and he's only going to get better and stronger the more games he plays at Super League level. So that was a real positive. For Ollie Russell did great, you know, he seems to be getting better week in, week out now with more game time. So hopefully, you know, over the coming weeks and he gets even more game time, his performances continue to improve. I thought his outside backs did quite well. Louis Senior made quite a lot of metres, doesn't really seem to receive the ball in any good positions. He's just been used as sort of a metre maker. Um, Jerry, when Jerry came on, you know, he turned the game around for us. He got us on the front foot. And if he'd have come on 10, 15 minutes sooner, you know, the result might have been slightly different. The disappointing aspect of the game for me was, you know, every time we seemed to build momentum um, and sort of get on top in the game, we sort of just killed it for ourselves, really, with penalties and errors. And that's, you know, an area we don't seem to be improving. And it's an area we've got to improve on going forward because, you know, we've got some tough games coming up. And unless we you know, beat ourselves um, and get that, get, you know, our discipline right. We're not going to pick up many results going forward this year. Um, you know, apart from that, you know, I thought the game itself it was a bit 
boring first 40 minutes, not really much excitement, but you know, the last 20 minutes were quite exciting. I just wish we'd look to get the ball out, you know, to Jake Wardle and Louis Senior a bit earlier. Um, you know, both of them have got pace to burn and that's a side we can really, you know, attack from. Um, but we don't, we seem to just, you know, they seem to get the ball, the only time they seem to get the ball is deep in our half um, and don't really have, you know, much chance to do out with it. So, you know, but all in all, you know, quite a few positives, you know, the effort was good, you know, but again, just not quite good enough to get the result. But, you know, like I said, we do have to remember it's probably the most depleted Wigan side we've seen in the last five to ten years. So, if there were a chance to beat Wigan, you know, it would have been the last two weeks. But unfortunately, we've just not been quite good enough. Okay, thanks to uh, thanks to Jake for for throwing that one in. Uh, you can never keep a good man down, can you, Nat? So he's uh, he's always uh, always ready to chip in where he where he can. Yeah, um, <laughs> Sam Wood. Uh, I think we covered this a little bit last week, but it's, uh, it seems a little bit strange that he's got a one. It's a one year deal, isn't it? At Hull KR. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That that does. You know, I I think Sam Wood's one of those players where maybe he's a bit misunderstood, or maybe he's. I I always look at him, and and maybe this is just me putting you know square pegs round holes. But I I look at him. You know, he's he's what six three. You know, he's a, a big lad, and. With the size he's got, and he's got good hands as well, you know. I, I believe coming through uh, junior rugby, he played. You know, he was a ha- you know he was a half. You know, and he had good hands. Uh, for me, I, I look at him and I just think, you know, what? There's a really good loose. You know, if he can be, you know, given the time to develop, there's a potential loose or a potential second row there for me with with Sam Wood. You know, with the size he's got, um, a one year deal at Hull. I'm not too sure why it's so low, but for me, I think Sam Wood is is worth. Uh, worth a go really from from any Super League club to you know I think there's definite potential there and I think once he gets a groove I think Sam would could you know I don't I don't see him as a winger but I think Sam could potentially you know make his mark if he gets uh, gets the right sort of momentum going yeah to be honest I'm absolutely devastated about this one that he's leaving I'm probably one of Sam's biggest fans here like ever since he came into the team he played centre I think he was a young 17 year old in his Wigan all them years ago, he's made 80 appearances for Huddersfield, and I don't think he's ever actually let us down and had a bad game for us. That's playing wing, that's playing centre, that's playing half. Second row. His utility value is, is something else, and he never lets us down in whatever position he plays. And he's never really had that chance to sustain one position and really give it a good crack. We have never said to him, right, you're playing centre for 10 games, go and prove why you should be our first-choice centre. So I do feel a bit sorry for him. The one-year deal could be numerous reasons. It could be that OK, I can't get what salary cap for two, three years, but they've got him promised another contract after that. Or he only had a one-year deal. Huddersfield, a one-year OK, and he realised reckons he's got more chance of getting game time at OK properly. But yeah, it's a shame that we can't really find a place for him in the team and give him a good crack at that position because, like I say, he's never let us down. He's a really good lad. Um, he works hard. You can tell by the Instagram post from all the boys on Saturday announced really that he's well respected amongst our players. They all seem sad to see him go. So it's a massive shame that another one of our academy products has decided to move on because we're not giving him the chance in the game time. And it's frustrating until that point of view. But yeah, I'm devastated that he's leaving and a massive, massive good luck to Sam. And he's definitely one that when OKR OK play, I'll, you know, I will still keep an eye on his performances and. I'll speak to my mates who support OK and ask how he's getting on weekly because he's one I definitely will carry him to follow because, just like I said, Huddersfield lads, devastated to see him leaving. 
I wish we could have kept him. He's a good lad for a Leeds United fan, so I'll, I'll give him that. But yeah, all the best to Sam Wood. Um, I think there's definite potential to fulfil there, so uh, definitely wish him all the best as well. So let's uh, let's go on to uh, the next game. Uh, I believe we have Hull FC lined up, don't we, Nat? So um, be an interesting one. One of my favourite Huddersfield Giants players of all time is is the coach there, Mr. Hodgson. Um, what a fantastic player he was as well back in the day. Uh, so Hull. Um, it's you know, there's no point kind of going through and saying I would pick so and so here and and gold in there and and whatnot because you know players are dropping like flies and coming back you know in rapid numbers. It's uh, you know a bit of a crazy time. Uh, what's your expectations of the game against Hull, Nax? For for me, it's about blooding these younger players. Now we, we're still not sure whether there's going to be a relegation or not from Super League or what, you know what the stance is. The Giants obviously need to get to a, a level of safety, so it's about balance. You know, you can't just throw in the under-18s and, you know, feed them to the wolves every week. Uh, there's a balance there. There's results to play for. Uh, so how does Ian Watson go about balancing, you know, having a look at players for next year, making sure we get the result needed, and trying to keep the morale up as well amongst the fans? To be honest, I think he totally forgets about next year and plays his strongest team and try and get the points for safety. If I were Giants and like say all the rumours are flying out that there'll be no relegation, then if I were Giants, I'd be pushing RFL for an answer and saying, look, if you're not going to relegate as no matter what happens this year, then I'm willing to stick in your Fenton and Rodgers, your Aidan McGowan's, your Kieran Russell's and mm. anyone who's leaving end of year. No, this is no respect to any of these lads that are leaving, but don't play them and play these young lads and like you said, Ludden for next year. So if I were Giants, I'd be pushing for an answer on his relegation going ahead because you can start to plan more if you know you're going to be in Super League next year. Um, but regarding Hull, as far, well, as far as we know, relegation still going ahead. So play the strongest team to win the game. I think it's still a tough ask. I know Hull actually haven't played for a month since they last played us. So I feel if you can just be drawing or you level or you know two or four points in it going into the last 20 minutes, then our oh, match, fit, match fitness could be key here. They could start, start to tie. You know, they haven't played for a month. We have. We're fit now. We've been playing... These lads have been playing every week, you know, good to see Owen Trout back in squad, he'll walk straight back in for me, he's become a first team regular, so it's becoming my favourite player is Owen Trout. I think he's I think he's got yeah. a lot got a lot to him. Yeah. Completely agree. He's been outstanding this year when he's played in the back end of last year, so took a bit of time I think to get up to the speed of it, but he's there now and mm. he's not letting us down, so hopefully I'm assuming he's one of the lads who were isolating or had the COVID, so hopefully he's ten days off or whatever he's had now hasn't slowed him down because it was just going to his peak I think and it was looking really good for us so good to see him back and like I say play strongest team give it a go look I think it's going to be another tough ask you know, they've got March needing ass who will kick us to death and he'll manage that game for him and they've still got you know, the strength for two of them for nowhere out wide and Swift may play full back with a the pace they've still got a very good forward pack haven't they so look forward pack will, will, you know, will go toe for toe with them and our forwards have been really impressive against Wigan the last two weeks and probably before that. So it's just going to be if we can create enough chances, if we can create that. So hopefully sticks with Will and Ollie Rush in the arse because I thought they played well together last week. Give them another game and, yeah, you know what? I've got a feeling I'm, you know, I'm not actually there on Thursday, so half of me will be celebrating if we win, half of me be a bit annoyed that I'm not there. But, yeah, look, I'm going to back us to win. I think we'll do it and then I think we'll edge it by four points. That's uh, always I like it. I like it, Nax. You always go for positive. You always go for the go for the win, and I, I, I like that. 
Um, what we'll do is we'll feed in some predictions from Jake as well. You know, without even hearing it, I'm pretty sure Jake's going to say we're going to lose this game. So uh, we'll hear what Jake has to say now. Uh, with regards to the whole game, you know, the whole side have got Jake Connor, Josh Griffin, Scott Taylor, Jamie Shaw, Josh Reynolds and Manuel Mao missing from their first choice 17. Um, you know, so we've we've got an opportunity um, for me. I still think we'll come up short, but, you know, regards to the side, um, Trout obviously comes in to replace Gavitt, who looks like he's played his last game for the Giants. And I think, judging by the team, uh, the 20-man squad we've put out, Cunningham will come in to replace Robson-Stevens. The worry for that is, you know, it does leave us really light on the bench. Um, you know, so I'd, I'd go with Golding, Senior, Jake Wardle, Leroy and Jerry in the backs. We've got Will Price and Ollie Russell in the halves. Ollie Wilson, Luke Yates at prop, uh, Pete's in the hooker, um, Jones and McQueen in second row, and then Trout at loose forward. And then that leaves us on the bench with Sam Wood, Sam Hewitt, Petteru and Cunningham. You know, we've got one prop on the bench there, one utility back, one quite small second rower, um, and obviously, and then a second hooker. So, you know, I do think we'll probably get outdone in the forwards this week. Um, but, you know, like I said last week, just be happy if it's an entertaining game where we're not getting hammered. Um, and, you know, and you see some of these young lads like Will Price, Ollie Russell, Ollie Wilson developing for next year. Um, I know some people would say Sam Wood on the wing, but, you know, for me, we've got to leave Lewis Senior on there now. He's going to be here next year. Sam Wood's moving to KR, so we're going to have to, you know, develop the players that we've got. Um, going forward for me so regards to the scoreline I can see it finishing 26 16 to Hull cheers guys there we go I knew that would be the case uh, Jake uh, Jake never lets us down so um, <laughs> thanks to Jake for sending it through I know he's, uh, he's had a busy a, a bit of a busy night tonight so appreciate Jake uh, doing all he can for the podcast uh, top laddies Jake um Prediction-wise, uh, for me, I, I want to see these young lads continue to, to blossom, you know, and I don't just mean, you know, the, the younger ones. I mean, you know, the, the likes of Owen Trout uh, and whatnot on there who are still classes, you know, sort of young you know young lads sort of on the periphery, really. Um, I I like, I would like to see Will Price and Ollie Russell continue to build a, an understanding, a partnership. I thought there were signs, really good signs against uh, Wigan in the second half that they... they potentially starting to understand each other's games. I think Will Price is a better defensive kicker than Ollie Russell, but Ollie offers uh, Ollie definitely offers something in the sort of, you know, the attacking uh, quadrants if you like uh, with with the boot. Uh I think once they, you know, understand each other's games and get and get to know, you know, who can uh, who can do what in in what position. I think the, there's potential in that partnership. Uh so I'd like to see them, you know, keep Golden at, at full back if he's fit and uh, and and you know, just just keep ploughing on. Uh, you know, we're very close. You know, we're very close in both games against Wigan. We're very close before that. And I think, I, I do genuinely think their win isn't too far away, to be honest with you. Whether it'll come against Hull, I'm not sure. They've got a lot of quality of Hull, but I, I do see the Giants catching someone cold and hopefully it could be against uh, against Hull. But I think Hull might just shade it. But again, another tight game, I think. I don't think I don't see us getting hammered. Uh, so, you know, I'm praying for... Uh, Praying for the win, but I think Hull might just shade this one just in terms of quality. But uh, like you say, Mark Sneed, uh, incredibly gifted uh, kicker, isn't he? And you know, and and the, and the problem with the Giants for the last sort of month or so is not making the the yardage up the pitch and having to kick from deep and 
you know, I think that will be a, a sneed tactic to push us further down the pitch and for them to attack. But uh, yeah, so uh, for me, I'm going to say hold to shade this one. Uh, Nat's going for the win, so I definitely hope you're uh, you're in the right on this one, Nat. So uh, right, any other business, AOB? Yeah, I've just got the one. Um, I know you probably won't listen, but massive shout out to Leo Kudjo. Um, make his 300 appearance this weekend, um, this Thursday night for for the Giants. So look, that's look. People might have said they were done three years ago, but so for him to come back from these two serious knee injuries and still to be playing well and putting in performance, all right, yeah, he's probably not as good as he was, you know, ten years ago when he first came in when he was playing for England and. His game's a bit different now. He's lost that pace. But, look, he's still putting in seven or eight out of ten performances. If that's in the wing, if that's centre. So, a lot of massive, massive shout-out to him because, you know what, 300 appearances in a lot of games and he's come back from some adversity in his career that he's come back in a lot, like I said, when a lot of people thought he should retire and he's shut all the doubters up and I know his contract's up at the end of the year and I personally oversign him and keep him because, look, if he, even if he's not a first team, he's... The squad value, with the experience he brings in is massive for his club. So, yeah, congrats, Leo, on your 300th appearance, mate. I hope it all goes well, and I hope the lads can get the win for you. 100%. Again, there's a lot of it's big echo chamber, is this uh, is this podcast. But, you know, Leroy's been a big favourite of mine for for a long while now. Him, Jerry, Big Earl, Danny Bruff, you know, they're, they're players, you know, that I'll remember in 20 years' time. And, and hopefully Leroy will always be associated with the Huddersfield Giants. There are certain players who it would be wrong to see them elsewhere, if you know what I mean. You know, you see it across sport and you just think, you don't look right in that. And I don't think Leroy would ever look right in a different shirt. You know, I, I think whether, you know, it's completely up to him whether he decides to play on. If he decides to play on, I hope we maintain him. Uh, and if he decides to call it a day, I hope we find a, a spot for him, you know, in, in the you know in the background. Or when he's ready to hang up his boots, I hope he, he stays with the club in some capacity. Because I think uh, the club, you know, people like Leroy, Michael Lawrence, Earl Crabtree, etc., are the sort of moral fibre of of the rugby club, if you like. You know, these are these are the people that you want around the place to inspire the next generation and to, you know, to the, the, when I think of Huddersfield Giants, I think of these guys. And and to be honest, these are the people that you need to keep close. Uh, in what capacity that you know that doesn't matter for me, but you know, these guys are important. Uh, they made a, a huge contribution in taking Huddersfield from. Uh, a rather mediocre rugby league club to one that was at the top of the game. So, you know, let's look at, you know, they looked after us on the field, so make sure we look after them moving forward. And that's all I want to, uh, all I want to say on that one there. So 100% agree with you. Like say whatever happens, I hope it remains in the club is a fan's favourite. All the Giants fans adore him. And I hope everyone was there on Thursday gives him the cheer that, that he deserves. And I'm sure his family and friends are really proud of him. So yeah, like I said, congratulations, Lee, are you? You'll go down as a Giants legend when your career does end, whenever that is. You'll, you and Bruno and Jerry will go down as, as Giants legends. and Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame stuff is that, mate. <laughs> so we'll have to start. Do we have a Hall of Fame at the Giants? The HGSA? Do, yeah. Yep. You just going up into it. You were the last person, I think. Um, but yeah, I think they have just started one. So Fantastic. I'm sure then three lads will be added in. As... And fully deserved as well, mate. I think that's a good good place to end the podcast. Uh, so thank you again to everybody who listens and, and gets involved. Uh, you know, when we post these things on the socials, you know, get involved and let us know uh, what topics that you want to hear covered. You know, it's uh, a two-way thing. Uh, you know, we, we do like to hear from people and, you know, either via YouTube, Facebook, uh, via Twitter. Uh, just let us know what you want to hear us talk about. If you want to set the agenda, set the agenda. 
and uh, we're always more than happy to uh, to oblige. So thanks again to everybody for getting involved and listening, and we'll be back hopefully next week with this victory song. <laughs>